Hello everyone and welcome to Rooted to Flourish Home Education Podcast. And today we have Molly, Helen, Mary, Ruth and myself Claire. And perhaps Molly you could introduce the topic for discussion today. Thank you Claire. Well today is actually Pancake Day. Well when this goes out it will be Pancake Day, Shrove Tuesday, which is the beginning of Lent. So we're actually going to talk a little bit about how we observe Lent as families and particularly as home ed families because actually one of the things, one of the joys of home ed is that we we can immerse ourselves a little bit more in the kind of the rhythm of the kind of the countryside, but also kind of like church rhythms. And you can tell from this that I was brought up in an Anglican church. <laughs> <laughs> and as I've got older, I've kind of slightly gone back to my anglican kind of roots, although we don't go to an Anglican church at the moment, but I kind of quite like that kind of rhythms of the of the year, church year. Yeah, the calendar's quite helpful to bring you around to all the different sort of topics that, that come up in mm. some ways. And as, mm. if you don't become a slave to it, it's, it's useful to shape what you're having a look at at any time, isn't it? Yeah. And Helen, I'm sure we've talked about Lent before, haven't we, in Mended Teacups. So we'll I have to we put a link. So do you want to sort of kick us off? And there's some things that, that you that you do. Um, and I know Mary's got some resources for us as well. Well, there's various things. I, I just think it's it's grown on me over the years that Lent is a useful time of preparation for Easter in the same way that Advent is a preparation for Christmas and you can wallop through the seasons and kind of not pay much attention or you can use it to sort of slow down and think and stop a bit and there's been different times when we've done we've done different things one year I was really it was really I was really pleased I was able to take part in the Ash Wednesday service at the cathedral it was you know all over really over the top compared to some Christian services I've been to but um it was just really great to sort of stop and think about those themes and hear a friend of mine who was in the choir at the time and that sort of thing so I've done different things over the years how about you Mary? I, I struggle really to remember specific things apart from I know I've got some resources to share. I was just thinking though, for us, you know, as much as a Christian family, that as we try and do d- daily devotions throughout the year as a family, it always just sort of fizzles out from time to time. And I really like the rhythms of, of Advent and Lent particularly that bring us back to that regular time together. And it's almost like for 40 days now, we are going to go through this book or this devotional as a family every morning together, you know, or evening or whenever we can catch up together and actually for a consistent period of time, have that time together with Jesus and that time focusing on him. So yeah, it would be nice. Yeah, nice. There needs to be a third, a third kind of season in which we, we could do that, really. But um, I'm sure some of our listeners are thinking, yeah, but how do you get your kids to sit down and do this every day? So for us, it's always at breakfast. I mean, it's changed a bit now as the kids are older, but particularly when they were little, we would always. My husband is quite regular with. I don't know, disappearing off to work at eight. So we would always. We're quite an early rising family, so we would. Um, and the kids have always done their work much better first thing in the morning. So we would always, and my husband very keen on sort of, yeah, having that devotional time together before he goes off to work. So yeah, they would, they would be eating their breakfast and one, Jeff or I, or one of the kids would be reading that devotional and then we'd have a little prayer time. And, you know, it's pretty short and sweet really, but it's always a, now that we don't have it so much, I miss it. And I realised <laughs> that what a special time it was to all be together at the start of the day. Because mm. I don't think, Ruth, you've done a lot of Lent observing as a no, mother such a can you imagine that 
I can't imagine a time where we're all sat together. It's not, <laughs> not breakfast or dinner, I'm yeah. afraid. But um, I mean, it sounds amazing. It would be good to bring that in. I mean, even if it's not all five of us, perhaps. Yeah. Whoever is I mean, there at the your time. Your kids are similar ages to mine now, and it is it's much, much harder yeah. now that the kids are older. Yeah. Getting off to their, their work and schools. and Yeah. And I didn't grow up in an Anglican church, so... A lot of it was mm. quite lost to me, but then when children did go to an Anglican primary school, we did sort of become more aware of some of the services because you'd have your school service. Mm. So the Ashing Wednesday one, well, particularly, I was a bit like, oh, what's this about? <laughs> <laughs> mm. And I think Catholics as well, actually, Catholic friends of mine observe Lent really well, don't they? Sometimes I've kind of listened to homeschooling mums who are Catholic and just about how but they talk about there's penance, I think, as part of it. Please, if you're Catholic listening to this, we would love to hear from you. So please, <laughs> could you answer answer in the comments? Tell me everything I've got wrong. Um, but I think it's kind of there's a part of penance and, and a part of giving almsgiving as well. Mm-hmm. So a kind of a way of, I suppose it's like a fasting. We kind of we can talk about maybe about different ways that we might fast or well, add habits kind of thing, good mm-hmm. habits. And uh, they do different things with children. Um, to, to for for um, sort of financial giving or giving in some other way, and I certainly know of a friend of mine on Good Friday once. Uh, he, uh, he was just um, cycling back, and I said, "Oh, you know, how are you today? How's the family?" Then he he just looked at me and he just said. Oh, that's a tough day, isn't it? And I looked at him and I thought, he's fasting. He's just been off to church. He's Catholic. And that's what he meant, mm-hmm. you know. And there I was. I think we'd got, we'd got neighbours van for, for, um, for hot cross buns. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think we learn, we learn from different church traditions, don't we? Yeah. So. I just remember from as a child, it would always be giving up chocolates and sweets mm-hmm. for Lent. That was our kind of, that was my Lent thing, really. And it was always a bit frustrating because my birthday n- normally falls in Lent and I, wasn't able to eat my chocolate my birthday chocolates <laughs> so I don't know that's not a particularly um useful thing to remember is it really and I think more um like you were saying taking up habits rather than giving up habits or if you're going to give up a habit give up some space so that you've got space to do a different something mm-hmm. useful something that encourages your spirit spiritual life encourages you as you mm. walk with Jesus better yeah what do, what do people generally sort of do about either giving up something actually that was one thing I was talking to my daughter one of the girls before about you know what kind of a, what they remember about Lent and one of the they did say it was always chocolate but actually she did then say and it's a it's a competition to see who can last the longest <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah what are people's thoughts about either giving up something like that so like the fasting or or trying to to incorporate a new habit it, which will bring us close to you know like a close to god kind of thing that sort of thing the best thing i've heard of in recent years is people giving up social media for mm. and or you know just being online giving up instagram or facebook and i just i think to me that feels like it would be a really worthwhile thing to do just for a season i haven't attempted it <laughs> i do occasionally give up chocolate but that's probably not so much for um spiritual purposes <laughs> to admit but yeah no we wouldn't I wouldn't really be encouraging my kids to give up chocolate or anything like that particularly but I might yeah maybe that's a challenge maybe this year I'll try and encourage us all to have a bit less time on our phones and screens because that's the thing is it's a 40 day it's not it's not forever is it something that you feel like you can manage and then you know, try it and also try it later on assess what the benefits have been sort of have a have a bit of a, a think about well you know this is what happened and this is how this is this is how it helped me mm. or this is how it didn't help me <laughs> yeah i was thinking i was reading something the other day 
about kind of Lent, and I think it applies to Advent as well, but I think particularly Lent, you know, that when we celebrate Easter, that if we have been in, I suppose, in the, in the kind of like the posture of, in, of kind of fasting and in using the Catholic terms, kind of penance in that time. And just, I suppose, just a bit more time of self-reflection, then actually you can celebrate Easter in a so much kind of greater way. Does that make sense because of the contrast? Which I thought, yeah, that's, I, you know, I thought that was, that was interesting. That was good. But I think the other thing, the other thing I felt quite a bit more over the years is that, you know, life, life is quite tough off often, isn't it? And you just look look around the world and it's just, there's, you know, Jesus just, oh, his heart must break over what's happening in our nation, in our world. There's just so, so much brokenness, isn't there? And somehow other Lent allows me to be able to identify with that. It almost gives me permission to be able to to feel the grief over our world, our broken world as it is. Does that make sense? It's sort of like, and I'm not quite sure if that's theologically mm. right or not. <laughs> but I, I suppose that both Beatitudes talk about, you know, weep with those who weep and laugh with those who laugh, don't they? Mm. So celebrate. So so for me, that I kind of quite like that because, it, I, yes, I feel it gives me permission and, that, and it can start quite a lot of conversations mm. with the children as well. You know, particularly sometimes like we'll do a particular focus, say, on Open Doors, which is a charity that supports supports Christians who are persecuted around the world. Mm. It was kind of started by Brother Andrew. And we, we kind of I get their newsletters anyway, so we pray for them anyway. But some, but sometimes like over Lent, it's quite a good time to particularly with the children say, OK, we're just going to focus on a country or we're going to focus on, you know, their, mm. their world watch guide. And so that can be quite good as well. Mm. I find that fasting with children, it inspires them and they want to join in. That's what I've seen with my children is Mm. if we're fasting, they want to be part of it and they try to push themselves because it doesn't come naturally. Like, you know, they, that's the first thing they think of when they get up in the morning. So what we can eat. But like when, when I find when we're fasting, we're, I don't know, relationships in the house are so much better. And because the flesh is down, isn't it? You're like, you are sort of, behaving differently because you're not reacting to things in the same way and I do think it's so much easier to you know to be more in touch with like how the Lord wants us to live when you're fasting and I think the kids pick up on it and they 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 actually love it do you know that is so encouraging to hear because I hate fasting and I think the kids I honestly I eat all the time (laughs) and I I do too yeah but I have to be told to fast yeah my pastor has to say we're doing a church fast and then everyone around me saying yeah, I'm fasting. I'm like, okay, and then I'll do it. But I very rarely fast of my own volition. Yeah. I, I used to. I don't do it as much. Yeah. But we fast as a church, and so when I fast, um, we're all doing it together. So that's quite good. Yeah, and the children want to join in, and they want that's to amazing. see what the difference is. And like, and I believe they can see mm. in the home that there is a difference. That we're just a lot more. I don't know. We just seem to be walking in the fruits of the spirit. That is so lovely to hear because I have to be honest and the the kids hate it when I fast because I'm so grumpy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and I really try not to be because it's your, when your flesh comes out, isn't it? And it makes me think, gosh, just how much I really like my comfort food. <laughs> so it's a good it's a good thing it shows me. Maybe if you're doing a corporate fast mm. then you're all praying for each other yeah, as well. And yeah. so that prayer, like helping yeah. everybody to overcome and just keep going and pushing. Yeah. It, that's what helps you helps everybody not to not to just take each other's heads off yeah so 
there you go that's an inspired thank you very much so we have fasting what about what about some uh, resources for for devotions and things mary did you say you had some resources um, yeah i made a very quick list of just some of the things i could actually remember that we'd used recently um so there's a novel novel story a story by um arnold oh, oh that's it. lovely yeah he tried to twist aside um called ammon's adventure um which sort of follows on but not really from his advent ones it's it's one of the characters from the from the Advent ones, it's their son in the story, is, is Amon. So it's obviously written 30 years after the Advent series. And again, it's it, just like all his books, he's done amazing research on what life would have been like during Jesus's time. You know, what life would be like for a Jewish boy living in Jerusalem. And it's, you know, it's just a very exciting adventure story. I wouldn't recommend it for younger children, Um probably eight, ten up, depending on their sensitivities. But it honestly, it's such a page turner. Yeah, and there's there's a little kind of um, devotional bit each day. But yeah, our, our kids, you know, are just riveted listening to the story. And it's it's just exciting as Amon discovers more about who Jesus is. And as you go through the story, you hear about some of the things Jesus has done. And um, yeah, it's just it's very exciting. It is, um, yeah. I'd definitely second that. It's a really, really good one, isn't it? It's our top one. It's yeah. a good one. And um, and then there's a few others, like, um, again, all these people have done Christmas ones as well, but um, Ed Drew has done The Wonder of Easter, which is a family devotional, and Barbara Reock, A Jesus Easter. So those are both really good. They're just sort of devotionals we've done as a family. Um, and then um, as a late, an American, no, Australian maybe, Lara from Lacewing Creatives, um, She's done a reflections for Easter. These are little cards that you put on a stand and each one has a picture on the front and at the back a little reflections through Lent. So it's not every day. I think, I think there might be one, one maybe two a week um, leading up to um, Lent. So that's a bit like her. She's also done the Names of Jesus Advent Calendar, but it's just really beautiful, something to really look at and enjoy with a little reflection on and think about. That seems quite doable for someone who's not yeah. done much up till now either, so you feel like could, you could start maybe a couple of times a week adding something extra. Yeah. Oh, that sounds lovely. Thank you. Anybody else got any other ones they want to add before I splurge in? <laughs> we've, we've talked about this before, isn't it? And you know, no, it's um, the, the Bach St John Passion, because you are musical and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um and it was a home ed mum actually who did a like a devotional kind of alongside it so you kind of listen to a little clip and then we read the bible bible passage and there were various other kind of activities you could do as well but actually we do listen to the to that cd during lent which is lovely what else have we had yeah that that Amon's Adventure we liked. Oh yes, we've got a I've got a um an art book by Sister Wendy Beckett called The Art of Holy Week and Easter. And I'm pretty sure that there is one The Art of Lent as well, actually. So I'll I'll have a look, see if I can find that maybe. But I'm pretty sure there is one. Yeah, and then some things that we've just done by myself, the um the I am statements. There, I think there's seven of them, aren't there? Mm -hmm. And we've kind of looked at those during Lent and Holy Week, and then I've mm -hmm. kind of made them into a kind of bunting thing, which you always put up. And I always think every year we'll we'll try and learn them all off the heart and where they come from, and we never manage it. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe this year we'll try and we'll try and remember actually where they come from. They're all in John's Gospel, aren't they? 
and I think another thing, another thing we do is working up to Easter before Easter, Easter comes, and that's sort of the Holy Week, is we have a Maundy, no, we don't, yes, Maundy Thursday, isn't it, which mm. is the Passover day. Yeah, that's my Anglicanism, it's Maundy Thursday, I was Maundy called Thursday. it, is that what we, yeah. everyone calls it, yeah, okay, so, um, where you have a Passover, and we've always had a Passover meal, and sometimes when they were little, it was just really very basic, just a bit of bread mm. and bits of lamb kind of thing, and some, some uh, uh, kind of horseradish sauce and stuff, but as they've got older, we've we've tried to do it a little bit more intricately and then some years I've been really very very tired so we've just gone back to a bit of bread and kind of some lamb but that's a really lovely thing to do and there are quite a good there are quite a few resources on that and you can get quite complicated with all the yeah, all sorts of things but um but that's a really lovely thing to do and so the kids don't always remember that and then we often also make a little easter garden as well during holy week mm. from kind of from outside and we put the little tomb and everything which again now they're a bit older but for when they were younger they used to quite like doing that and i think that's quite a kind of a visual thing i'm talking about food i've just remembered one thing that we have done quite a few years running now is um we on good friday we have a, like a good friday meal which again i found on a ra- really random website called catholic icing <laughs> oh. but um she's done a story of the passion lunch a symbolic lunch for good friday and yeah it just it, we it's very it's a, not particularly nutritious <laughs> to say lunch but um it, she it works through the um the passion story through different scriptures and as you go through the meal you read different passages out so we take it in turns to read the different scriptures and um you have things just a lo- lots of symbolic sort of stuff on the table to represent um, different parts so for example and it's, it's quite American so I fail remember we made a I think you made a, a crown of thorns out of a, like a digestive biscuit and um, oh what are these pretzels pretzels all broken up to kind of with peanut butter to stick them on um, and then like a, a cross out of breadsticks and um, a Playmobil sword stuck into some cheese for like Peter cutting the ear off the guard and it just it there's an egg. There's a boiled egg. I can't remember what the boiled egg is. <laughs> but I think I remember thinking it's really the egg of the cheese is the only nutritious part of the meal. But um, there's a lot of biscuits. It's been really good for us to do. Very simple. The kids like the non-nutritious feed. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just been a nice way to kind of just briefly together, just before Easter, go through the Bible um, and read those passages. Well, thank you very much for all the ideas and suggestions, perhaps we'll be able to incorporate some into our household this year. Um, It's been really interesting to hear, and I think it's good to have the opportunity to pause and to mark a time so the significance of Easter doesn't just get brushed on by with life. So thank you very much. I hope that everybody's enjoyed listening to that, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.